after three days of the highs and lows of great victories and agonizing defeats, we're going to get into this week's game, the Holy War against Notre Dame. We're going to start looking at factors that could go into this game and starting with the quarterback position. You're going to hear my thoughts about Phil Dracovic versus Emmett Moorhead. All of this and more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I am Jay Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give my thoughts and prayers and just, just my thoughts for all the families and victims of the uh, tragedy at UVA, uh, just horrible news uh, coming out of that program um, and that, that campus, and you know, three uh, bright young men lost their lives senselessly on Monday. And I uh, just wanted to get my, my thoughts and just tell, you know, I'm just one podcaster, but just, just thinking about them as, as uh, you know, we get into this week, but uh, you know, <sighs> Let's we're gonna change we're gonna change gears here a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about BC football. All right. So Boston College football this week, they're gonna face off against Notre Dame. It's a storied rivalry. Of course, everyone knows the story of Boston College and Notre Dame, all the big wins, the 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 David Gordon uh kick and Tony Gonzalez touchdown and and, and all that. It, but for the longest time now, and and Notre Dame, I think has like an eight game win streak against BC, and you have to go back to the early 2010s. I think it was Jimmy Clausinger, I think it was, to see um, BC beating Notre Dame. Now heading into this game, it doesn't look like there's going to be much of a change. The opening Vegas line in this for for BC and Notre Dame is 19 and a half. 19 and a half. So it's about the same as what it was for NC state, which again, it's a road against a ranked opponent. You, you get what you get. You, you, it makes sense. But when you look at the teams, you can see BC potentially trying to keep this one close. Notre Dame last weekend against Navy, a team that I think is like two and seven, two only won 35, 32 and barely held on to that win. So, could it be closer than 19 points? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to pick BC to upset them in this game, but definitely could be. But the big question every week is going to be, who's going to be the starting quarterback. I get asked by this, by every um, podcaster that I talk to every, every opposing uh, writer that, that asked me who's going to be the starter. And it's, it's convoluted, but I mean, you can read between the lines, right? So Jeff Halfley on Saturday, it was a Saturday, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, talked about Phil Dracovic, Sunday, excuse me, talked about Dracovic and mentioned that, that Dracovic has, he's in concussion protocol. He has a knee injury. He has a rib injury and a back injury, which again, makes sense from the amount of times he got hit 
in those first six or seven games. So he did, you know, Halfley continually says that if Jakovic is ready, he's going to be his guy. He didn't say that this week, but he has said that before. This is the game that, yeah, if, if Jakovic is healthy, you have to wonder if he's going to get the start because you want to see Emmett Moorhead. Believe me, my point of this is that I want Emmett Moorhead out there all, all game long. I think he should be the starter. But I understand if Djokovic is healthy, that that's going to make a really, really tough decision for Jeff Halfley. It's going to be a really tough decision because this is a game that Djokovic has probably had circled on his calendar for two years now. Going back to South Bend, going back to where he started is, is, is an opportunity that I'm sure he's, he's been dying for. And that's going to be really tough, but you know what? This is Jeff Halfley's job. He's not there to be uh, giving out participation awards. He's not there to get, you know, make things easy. He, yeah, he's going to try to do what's best for his players, but right now, right now, the best thing for his team, and that's what he's coaching for. He's not coaching Phil Dracovic. He's coaching a team that includes Phil Dracovic is to start Emmett Moorhead. And I think the injuries and, and giving that operation uh, that you remember, you remember the game operation, that operation uh, board full of injuries is probably his way of getting out of this, I think. But Emmett Moorhead has to start. He has to start. And I'm sure he is, you know, on Tuesday, no one asked him about whether, you know, Moorhead was getting first team's reps, but I'm sure he was. And all it takes, I mean, they they get what? Two practices, a walkthrough, and then it's the game. If Dracovic misses first practice, right? That means he gets one practice and a walkthrough and he's missed the last two games. No, Emmett Moorhead's got to start. Emmett Moorhead has got to start. And he get for two reasons. I'll give you two reasons why Moorhead should be the starter. First of all, as folks, you have all said it over and over again, and, and I totally agree with you. He's the future of this program. I, if I were looking at my crystal ball, Phil Jakovic is not going to be on this program next year. He's done. He's either going to go transfer or move on to, you know, trying to get into the NFL, whatever he chooses to do. Emmett Moorhead will be the starter next. will most likely be the starter next year. He needs these reps. You saw him grow against and and he has earned it. He has earned it through the first two starts. He has seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Get him out there and get him playing because he is also going to give you the best chance to win. I, I, I had to see it to believe it, but more ability to get rid of the ball quickly is much more in line on getting this offense going. Now, BC's offensive line still looked putrid with him out there. He got sacked five times. He's getting all over the place, right? And then NC State defense. Notre Dame has a good defense, too. They're going to hit him, too. But if you put Phil Dracovic back there, especially without him practicing all that much, he's going to get killed. <laughs> you just can't get rid of the ball fast enough. Moorhead at least gives you a chance there. So on Saturday... I think it's not even a close, it's not even really a, a discussion at this point, but Emmett Moorhead is going to be your starter. He is going to be the guy to go to against Notre Dame and give you that best chance to win. And 
I'm telling you, folks, right now, right? BC, if BC wins this game, when we talking the, the whole tenor of this offseason is going to change. If you get, and I, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself because, I, as I said, I, I don't, I don't think BC has a chance of. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I, I, I think that's going to be some, some. It's going to be some really interesting conversations this offseason. Robbie says, "Start Mohead. This isn't a discussion at this point." Robbie, you may say that it's not a discussion at this point, but Halfley has made it clear that it is a discussion at this point. So I'm not bringing this up because it's me. I'm telling you that Jeff Halfley has brought this up. So I'm just I'm I'm I am just playing devil's advocate to what Halfley has brought up. He may be wrong. He may be right, but that's where he's at. Okay. Um, and I, I get you. I, I, I agree with you. I think it should be more head. It really shouldn't be a discussion point, but I'm telling you where the coaching staff's at now in a moment, I'll give you some more bad news about BC football. <laughs> so we'll get into a, a major issue heading into Saturday that you're going to want to know about that came out of today's press conference. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people for your team faster and for free. Now, all you have to do is head on over to LinkedIn, add your job, and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is locked on BC AJ Black here. Um, and if you have not done so already, Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It takes 10 seconds. If you want to help this podcast, uh, this is the easiest way to do it. It takes 10 seconds. It's totally free. Even if you don't think you have a YouTube account, if you have Gmail, you have a YouTube account. And it just takes you 10 seconds to do that. Join say, hey, AJ, I subscribed. It, it helps the podcast out tremendously when you do things like this. I'm telling you right now. Uh, now, our next segment, we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to say in a second. Um, on Tuesday, Jeff Halfley had his weekly sit-down talks. It's not really sit-down, stand-up talk and media discussion with uh, the press corps about this upcoming game against Notre Dame. Now, things, you know, he talked about UVA. He talked about Zay uh, and, and how dynamic he is and how he's doing things the right way. We'll get to Zay Flowers in our... F- but he had a throwaway line that no one really asked more about, and I get it because he's not going to tell you, but I it really concerned me what he brought up. And he was talking about, I think it was the offensive line, and uh, Rich Thompson from the Herald was at, joking, oh, it's your third straight game with the same offensive line. He said, well, uh, we've got guys with high fevers right now throughout the team that are missing practice. We hope to get them back soon. And ears went, what? This is big news <laughs> because it's early in the week. So hopefully things will be okay. BC has multiple offensive linemen, which is kind of what he insinuated and other players throughout the team, which he talks about later, but he never mentions who it is. That is a 
big issue because we saw in 2021 how much an illness can devastate a BC team, especially remember that Wake Forest game last year, the game that BC got blasted by the Demon Deacons. After the game, we found out like half the team had the flu. And they were playing, you know, sick, sick as dogs. They're throwing up. It was, it was a big mess, right? If BC is playing with either sick or recovering from being sick and not 100% guys against a ranked physical Notre Dame team, that is a big problem. That is a very big problem. Because as I said, Wake Forest beat you up physically in that game. And Wake Forest is not a very physical team. Notre Dame is. BC's secondary, if they're barfing on the, if they're having trouble, you know, staying healthy and they're, they're not hundred percent, how are they going to tackle Michael Meyer? How are they going to stop those physical running backs? This is, this is worrisome. And again, I'm not there to how sick they are. I'm going off of what Jeff Halfley said, which is these guys have high fevers and they're missing practice. That is BC is already, you know, the walking dead out there in terms of how injured they are, how little that they have in terms of their, you know, depth because they've just, they're just banged up everywhere. They can ill afford to have, you know, a whole unit throwing up or sick or whatever. They got to be healthy. I said in the first segment that I was considering taking BC, you know, with the points in this game, because I think that they could be able to, to, to surprise some folks. Now we're going to know because the coaching staff is going to keep this private, how widespread, whatever this illness is, it could be five guys. If it's five guys and it's two on the two deep, it's not a non-factor, but we don't know that. And Jeff is never going to tell us that, but, the flu and bugs, they go around locker rooms real fast because these guys are around each other. They're working out, eating together. They're living together. They're, you know, in the locker rooms together at close close proximity. It can go through pretty quick. I was at Texas A&M last week, I think, got hammered with this. If BC has a good chunk of players that are ill or getting over I have some major concerns heading into this game and I'm not sure. If BC's, if BC able to stay with that. Okay. If they'll be able to stay with Notre Dame, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Halfley will give an update on Wednesday. He usually gives an update on things on Wednesday, um, and, and, and I'm going to try to jump in on that call. I haven't been able to get to some, but I think I'll be able to get to that one and I'll ask him about it um, and, and get some updates on that. Now, in our final segment, I want to continue with the positivity here and look at Zay Flowers and ask the question, is he a top 10 player in BC football history? I'll get into that in just a moment. Now, bet online 
is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You're going to get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it covered at betonline.net. If you want to get in on that action at, at 19 and a half, if you're thinking my my discussion about the illness is something that you're thinking about, or you think BC's going to come out there and play like gangbusters, head over to Bet Online. They've got the fastest and easiest way to get in on your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is AJ Black, Locked on BC. And we're going to wrap things up talking about one of the best players I've ever seen at Boston College. And and like many guys that have gone through BC, he's been marred on some teams that just aren't good. (laughs) And that is our wide receiver, Zay Flowers. Now, on Monday's episode where we had Mitch on, and yesterday we talked... I, I I am going on record to say that he's the best wide receiver Boston College has ever had. And Mitch Mitch agreed with me. You know, we talked about his physicality. Well, obviously, in a different era, it's it's different than, you know, when Brian Brennan played or Kevin Challenger played or or Richie, even Richie Gannell. It's different now. And he has a, a athleticism that is un, bar, that is far exceeds anything that BC's ever had at wide receiver. Also, he's got the speed and he's a good, he's got good hands. He's a good route runner. That being said, right. But this raises a great question that came up on the Eagle insider board. Is Zay flowers, a top 10 player in BC history. And I'm not sure he is. I'm not sure. I, and, and here's my thoughts. When you're looking at the best players, you're looking at players that were dominant because BC has had players that are dominant um, at their position. And so you go over the main positions, right? Already, you already got at, at quarterback, you have Matt Ryan and Doug Flutie. Those guys are going to be higher. They, they brought BC to higher levels. They're going to be better than Zay. I'd also put AJ Dillon. I would put Andre Williams. Uh, you know, a potential Heisman candidate and AJ Dillon, who had an incredible career here. I'm going to put them ahead of him. Then, I mean, you could, you can argue, and I'm not going to get into the details, at least two or three um, offensive linemen, at, at least two or three, you could probably go four at this point at offensive line and come up with some guys that really were, you know, whether it's Mark Colombo or, or Chris Snee, or, you know, you name it. They've had some really good offensive linemen here at Boston College. So then you're up to seven, okay? Then I look at defensive, the, the, I mean, obviously you're going to put Luke Eakley on there. You have to, right? Um, oh, Mike Ruth is another one. I mean, he had multiple awards that he won. Uh, Mark Herzlig, ACC Defender of the Year. So I, 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 this is not to bash Zay because Zay is the best wide receiver BC has ever had, but he's never been able to get like, when you talked about in 2010, 2011, who's the best wide receiver in the country, 2011, it was Luke Keekley and no one else could argue with that. It was Luke Keekley. And you had, you know, 2007, you know, 
Mark, Matt Ryan was a top 10 Heisman candidate. Doug Flutie won the Heisman. Andre, Andre Williams was a Heisman finalist. These are ones that you just can't argue. So I can't put Zay in my top 10. But for me, for guys that I've enjoyed watching, he's top 10 for me. Like every single game that Zay Flowers played, he, just like A.J. Dillon, just like Andre Williams, and I'm sure Flutie fans could tell me all about the Flutie stuff. I was not around to watch that. Every game that Zay played, he could have made a huge play or he made something that made you go, wow. And I could go through lists of all the plays that he made. I, I'm just thinking about, we were just talking about Wake Forest and that, that sick game last week. I go back to the, the catch that he made that got called back where he juked and spun around the entire Wake Forest defense and waltzed into the end zone because he has such unreal speed and ability to change directions that it made my jaw drop. And he did that again last week. He did it against NC State. That second touchdown, he had guys all over him, and somehow he just kind of just moved, shifted his and he was gone. So, yeah, he's not top 10. But, man, was Zay Flowers fun to watch. Man, we will be talking about how BC landed the one of the best wide receivers in the country. One that stayed at Boston College, even though he got lots of money offers to, to leave BC because he wanted to finish his career here. You'll remember, I mean, watching him smile against NC State meant everything because this guy has been bad. I mean, we go into that, that UConn game where he dropped that pass and he just looked devastated to see the switch where all that hard work he's had this year. He goes out there, he beats NC State, a team that no one had beating again he's just showing he's that underdog that can do things now Halfley in his press conference as well said he would he, he said this all along that if he could go to war he would take Zay Flowers as his wide receiver over any wide receiver in the country but he also said he's going to be a first round draft pick or one of the top wide receivers drafted because people are going to fall in love with him at the combine and I think Mitch is to mention this too, that Zay has, he's going to have some crazy, uh, you know, those at those events. And we will probably be talking about first round draft pick with Zay Flowers. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to continue our discussion about Notre Dame. They'll look at, you know, what BC has to do to win this game. We'll get into all of that. And then on Friday, we'll have Mitch on to give our predictions. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, I want to thank you. We are we're marching on a thousand right now. We're at 615 and I'd love to continue to get closer. If you have not done so already, please do that. Um, and uh, hit me up on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. And uh, we'll, we'll get to, we're going to talk more BC sports tomorrow. And I, I do this. We're, we're right around 500 episodes and I don't, I don't, I love doing this with you guys. So hopefully you enjoy it too. This is AJ Black. Have a great day. We'll see you again soon. Take care.